the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, hello, Los Angeles. It is Pastor Dudley Rutherford of Shepherd Church over there in Porter Ranch, California. I am your host today and all week long on the KKLA Afternoon Show. You know, we've been having a lot of guest speakers here. Uh, They've been looking for a new host, and they've been having some some guest pastors fill in, and um, they've all done a great job. But uh, this week, you got to put up with me. And so we're here together, and I hope that whatever you're doing, that you'll stay with us. We have a very interesting guest today. We're going to bring a little cheer uh, to the to the world today because I am talking to comedian Nazareth. Nazareth, how are you t- doing today? I'm doing great. I survived the traffic from Corona. Oh, how was how was that traffic? It's horrible. I think we need to comfort people with the knowledge that you know our freeways should be named, not uh, <laughs> not numbered. Hey, I, I have a clip. I want I want them to play the clip. Is that yes, okay? Yes, that's fine. But, yeah. but before we get to that, I just have to take just a moment before we get started. And, and again, we're going to have a lot of fun this hour. And if you've been discouraged in any way, shape, or form, you need to stay with us this entire hour. I, I promise you, you're going to laugh. But uh, Nazareth, I've been going through just personally kind of a tough time. In, in some ways, I, sh- I shouldn't even be here today. My daughter... Uh, is suffering through COVID right now and she's on her about her 10th or 11th day and she's up at the hospital and um, mm-hmm. they found pneumonia in her lungs like like most people going through this and some some clotting the problem is that she's she's uh like two weeks away from giving birth mm. to our third grand grandchild so they have her on blood thinner because of the um because of the clotting Right. And so you don't really want to give birth to a child when you're when you're on blood thinner. It's just it's just not a good combination. And we don't want the uh, pneumonia to get any worse. And so my heart is just so heavy. Uh, I, I can't tell you as a father uh, yesterday when I was trying to get home, I, I, I was literally just bawling on the freeways that you were talking about because I couldn't get a hold of anybody. No one would answer my call, and because of the COVID protocols, you can't get into the hospitals right now. Even if you're a clergy and even if you have a vaccine passport, they won't let you in if the patient has COVID. So there was nothing and that I could do except except to trust in God. And Do you mind if I have Los Angeles pray for oh, her right you, now? You, you can. Let's, you, you let's can. go to the Lord. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come to you. And every believer here in L.A., mm. we lift uh, Brother Dudley to you, Pastor Dudley. We sometimes think that pastors are beyond feeling. There's just everything. It's like praise the Lord. But they are human, and they cry like every father, and they feel the pain, but they have the faith that the Lord is there. So we pray, we agree today on, on earth that you heal this young lady and, and let the baby be delivered healthy 100 percent healthy lord mm. and just heal her and take the covid away and bring her home to her family in jesus name amen 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 brother thank you so much for that you're welcome and 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 and, and when i was what i was kind of getting at was here my heart is so heavy and and i agreed to lead uh, to host this whole week 
And uh, we've got some great guests uh, coming up this week. Uh, I, I got Candace Cameron Bure, and I'm going to talk to uh, Larry Elder. I've got some conversations there, uh, interview lined up with him. But the very first one right off the bat is a comedian. And it's like God knew that I would be in a tough place today needing to talk to someone who sees things pretty much through a lens of humor. Right, because, you know, sometimes people think, and sometimes Christians think that, you know, when you're going through a hard time, you can't laugh, you shouldn't laugh, or it's not appropriate. You know, it's a feeling that God gave us. And when we laugh, God who created our glands gave us the endorphin that secretes when you laugh that makes you feel better. Right. And, you know, even though I go through the valley of shadow of death, I feel, you know, I can still laugh. I'm not laughing. It's like Tylenol. It's not going to it's not going to fix the problem. It's not going to get your daughter out of the hospital today. But it will, you know, distract you a little bit so you can be more focused. Yeah. And you uh, I want to introduce you to people because I know I know you're a well-known comedian, but there's a lot of people listening that that do not know who you are, that they're listening right now, and they just re- they recognize you have a very strong accent. They yes. might think I have a strong a- accent. Well, you're from Oklahoma, right? <laughs> well, I grew up in uh, Kansas. In Canada, that's the accent. Well, welcome to L.A. Me, me and Toto. Everybody has an accent in L.A. Welcome. <laughs> me and Toto, we were both in Kansas. <laughs> Toto. I was just in Kansas. You know, I did Hillsboro, Kansas. Oh. And I wanted to go to Liberal where uh, the yellow brick road. Did you say Hellsboro? Hellsboro. <laughs> <laughs> a minute. Night Brethren Church. The Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> the borough from hell. And where where are you from? For those who who don't know your background. Originally, I was born in Nazareth, Israel. That's where I got the in, name in Nazareth. Yes, it's a family tradition to name you after. You're, the you're city. total Middle Eastern. Yes. So if someone was from the Middle Eastern listening right now, they, they Middle East, they would think that you are talking normal and that I had the accent. Exactly. And that's what we always thought. Like, why do they have an accent here? <laughs> but, yeah, I was born. My family named me Ma- Nazareth because I was born there. I feel sorry for my brother. Aren't Waikiki. you glad you weren't born in that Hellsboro place? <laughs> <laughs> I have a sister born in Buffalo, New York. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's good to laugh. That does not make you less sensitive or less, uh, you know, aware of the situation and the challenges. But, uh it's really good to so, laugh. So how did you get from Nazareth to where Jesus was born? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, he the, wasn't born in Nazareth. You're uh, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. He, he was from Nazareth. But, <laughs> I grew up but in when you were when you were when Three you years were old. Born, uh, the, so you didn't know at the time that that's where Jesus was from. No, I was a Christian, Greek Orthodox Christian, but by name I didn't know Jesus. So when when I was three, we my family moved to Kuwait, and I grew up in a Muslim country as a Christian. You can see the 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 friction there. And then when I finished high school, my family decided that I'm going to come to Toledo, Ohio, University of Toledo, right? And that's where I moved to the U.S. to study engineering. And, and you currently live in. Corona, Corona and you drove around the freeway. I'm going to play a little bit here of you uh, actually doing some comedy so people can put in context with you uh, w- what you're like on stage, okay? Go for it. Because I've never met anybody like you because you, you have such a unique, unique uh, way of saying things. So Thank you, bro. drove all the way from Corona. Here's this little bit. on. If you're from California, you owe it to people to let them know about our freeways. We should not number our freeways. We should name them. Oh, you want to get to Bel Air? You take the excruciating pain freeway going west for 20 miles. 
make a left on the pothole galore freeway for 10 miles, and a right, and I know I'm not gonna make it on time freeway. And if you wanna save some time, you can get on, I'm gonna suck all your money express lane and save a minute. <laughs> That's true, really true. I mean, come on, we're having fire, we're having all this, and these orange creatures are still working on the 405. <laughs> when are they gonna finish working on it? These people, when they die and they're running to the gates of heaven, they're gonna be orange cones that will lead them to hell. Because <laughs> the whole freeway system in California is the work of Satan. <laughs> you think of Satan as someone who's wearing like a red suit and a fork? No, he's wearing an orange suit and a shovel. You have a great laugh. Oh, that is some funny stuff there. Thank you. I had an orange shirt on today when I came to work. I'm glad I changed it at the last second. Well, my brother works for Caltrans in Orange County. Oh. So whenever I'm stuck, I call and just like lay it on him. What, what, uh, have you, you need to come up with like a contest or something where you actually name the 118 freeway oh. instead of this just bit stuff that you do. Like, what is the 10 freeway? You know, we should do that. We do that in every night. On it, my it's show the highway to Hellsboro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so when you do all this humor stuff, where's that? Where's that? How young were you when you knew that you were, you had a funny bone? You know, when I was three years old, we lived, we moved to Kuwait, and over there, relatives are like the Jehovah Witnesses. They don't tell you when they're coming, so they knock on your door, and you have to take care of them. So mom didn't like my relatives, so she would go, can you go out and just make them laugh or do something? I'll give you a dinari, which is one Kuwaiti dinari, like $3. So I would go and just make them laugh for like 20 minutes until she's ready to meet them and all that. So I was doing it at a young age. But I really became, you know, one day I ran the L.A. Marathon. Now, you, I know you did? I did. I ran L.A. I ran did, Los did you run the whole thing? I ran the whole thing You didn't twice. just run past the sign. <laughs> no. You know what happened, <laughs> pa Pastor? I was, at the time, I was not a Christian. I was smoking. So I used to run two miles, smoke a cigarette, and that's it for the day. I said, in about, you know, 12 years, I'll finish the whole thing. But I went to the carbo load at the Civic Center the day before the, the what do you call it, the marathon. And Muhammad Ali, the boxer, was sitting next to me on the table. And he looks at me, grabs my arm, he said, you're going to finish it, right? I'm like, oh, okay. So the next morning, I will have all the guilt. So I smoked my last cigarette. No. And I ran. And the first five miles, my lungs gave up. I kept going. My toes gave up. But I got to the 22 miles, and a lady, homeless lady, she goes, oh, honey, you can finish it. Uh, you know, you can do it. And I did. I finished Los Angeles Marathon. And I sat there and said, what do I want to do in life that if I never get paid for it, I will still do it to my best? And it was making people laugh. Really? The next day, I went close to you. It was called the L.A. Cabaret. Yes. And that was my first time on stage at midnight. They gave me three minutes, and two drunks fell off their chairs laughing, and that was it, 1990. <laughs> That's how I became a comedian. Uh, uh, and, and, and that first time, were you scared out of your of mind? Of course. I, they gave me three minutes, and at two and a half, I was sweating. I used to do like jokes like when I first, like when people ask me, oh, you're from the Middle East? I go, yeah, I have a two-story tent with a two-camel garage, and my sister would go get, you know, G.I. Joe to bring uh, Barbie back and all that. Just funny jokes, and people were laughing. Like, you know, when the big Northridge hit, I was at work on the Slurpee machine for 
rifle and hit me on the head. I'm glad I had my turban on. Stuff like that. Oh, Just my. stuff oh. you can't do now. Oh. You can't joke about oh, now because I of the can't political. You said that. Oh no, it's okay. I can do it because it's you know it's funny. Richard Pryor is the man who decided for comedian. From now on, he said, if you're African-American, you, you can do jokes about African-American. If you're Latino, you can do Latino. If you're Middle Eastern, you can do. So it's okay within the realm for me to joke about myself and my culture. Right. Yeah, so that, that, That's still true today, probably. Yes. yes but if it, you say something about another culture, you're, you're – Oh, you're, you're, you're canceled. But you still do it anyway. Ah, not uh, yeah. You, you know what it is. Uh-huh. If there is no malice in it, it's okay. And that's where comedians are talking. We're talking to one another. It's like, listen, if there is no malice in your joke, it's fine. Yeah. But if you, if you, you can feel when there's someone who's like kind of racist or someone's like hateful and they're saying bad. That's where the problem. Cancel that person. But if there is no malice, you're just being funny. And most comedians just want to be funny for the sake of it. Yeah, th- this is Dudley Rutherford. I'm the senior pastor at Shepherd Church. And uh, we actually are on live, not live, but we have a show every night at seven o'clock here on KKLA. So if you're if you have any interest in knowing about our church or hearing me preach, you can just tune in any night, seven o'clock every night here at KKLA. Also have a website called liftupjesus.com. And uh, I'm here in studio with comedian Nazareth, who truly is one of the funniest people I have ever been around Ever. I'm writing this and, down. And, this uh, but you have done stuff on NBC, CBS, ABC Family, TBN, 700 Club, and uh, you did some stuff. You're a, a comedian. You've been on Comedy Central as well as the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Not too many comedians can say they've done both, right? No, no I've done both. and I not, do. I'm saying not many comedians right. can say they, that they've done both. Because, you know, I... I my manager is Jesus Christ, so I, I have to be on stage and to honor him. And if I'm doing a corporate, I'll just be as great, as wonderful as I can be as a comedian and clean and right. all that. Right. When I'm doing a church, which is God is opening the door for me where I do stadiums now for free, bring people for free, make them laugh for two hours, and then share the good news of Jesus. So that's where my heart uh, is is to be able to share the good news or share my testimony and uh, God's just been so good. Many people coming to Christ through comedy. Yeah, I, I I really want people to know that not only are you a funny person, but you you are an evangelist at heart, and you use your comedy to touch people's hearts, get them laughing, kind of build a rapport there with them and a trust, and then you share the gospel with them. And you've you've been in over two hundred prisons. Yes, talk talk to people who have life sentences. You do these stadium events, and we're going to get into that. Uh, how how can someone get a hold of you if they wanted to have you and sign you for an event? Tell us about what COVID did to you and your travels the last year and a half and where you stand now as far as going and, and, and sharing or performing at, at a church or an event. You know, it's nothing short of a miracle. You know, when the, when the whole COVID stuff, we lost 95% of our work for a year and a half. And praise God, somehow God was uh, took care of us financially. I yes. Had, I had my son just graduated from Biola, my daughter's UCLA, so, and my little one's 13. So God took care of us. I started a nightly show on Facebook just to make people laugh for, for a couple weeks. But then tonight will be shows 330 because people were sending me emails saying, you know what, that hour every night is what keeps me from going crazy. From In fact, I had a radio DJ, a big radio station. He said, Naz, this is my therapy every night. Please don't stop. 
So every night we do this show for free. It's You're a, doing a show every night? Every weeknight at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook under Comedian Nazareth. Now, how? so in the last month, God, I, I prayed. I said, Lord, I wanted my calendar full again. And the Lord just came through. I am booked till mid-October every weekend. I've been booked the last month every weekend. I'm doing a concert every Saturday night. I'm teaching uh, Sunday morning services at churches, doing a message about, you know, the joy of laughter. I'm going to be with Chris Tomlin in two weeks and then doing a couple of big things. Then I'm going to be in Wisconsin. And so how can people get a hold of me, Comedian Nazareth, uh, you know, .com or NazarethUSA.com? And uh, Na- Nazareth, I, I want to play another clip here as as we leave, uh, just for break. We're coming yes. back after break, and so I'm not uh, leaving the studio. No, you're so. not leaving. You're you're here. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> I noticed that a travel bag you had with you, <laughs> all the way from Corona. <laughs> I know. I'm not driving back on this freeway. I'm uh, staying here. Uh, you need a helicopter out of this place uh, at drive time, but. Uh, uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, after the break. Uh, we might just introduce it before about what you do in down in Orange County, a ministry you have for refugees called Voice of Refugees, and it's a ministry uh, down there in Orange County that you you say is the second largest Muslim population. Anaheim, the- California, is the second largest Muslim population in the country outside of Dearborn, Michigan. And so uh, what's happening in the news, the current news right now with uh, Afghanistan and the, the refugees being flown out of there, right? supposedly there's still people left behind, but yes. these people that have been flown out, which are really people who've helped the United States these last 20 years, right? Uh, whether they're an interpreter or been helping us in some way, they've come alongside the United States. Uh, some of them will end up in Anaheim, California. Is there any doubt in your mind that some of those refugees that are that have left Kabul will end up in Orange County? Is there any doubt in your mind? No, because we've already served 28 families this year that came from uh, Afghanistan. So far since 2012, because after, you know, during the war, some of these translators came with their families. So we had over 120 families that we serve as of today. Uh, from Afghanistan. So. And, and and what is what exactly is this ministry, Voice of Refugees? Well, uh, in 2009, God put it in my heart, and an uh, Iraqi lady from my church, Calvary Chapel, is to be able to to help these Iraqi refugees that are coming to the Orange County. Instead of having you know, just go on welfare or hang out around their people in their own language, they said, we, why can't we help them learn English and assimilate in the system? But in the process, we want to share Jesus with them. So God just opened the door, Pastor, and we, we gave free furniture. Then now we have five levels of ESL classes. We teach them how to drive, how to philorismy, how to thrive in the U.S. as new residents of the United States. So praise God. It's and God and, be the and you're feeding 1,500 people a week? Yes. During the pandemic, we've helped uh, 482 families, over 1,500 people, and 100 and some of those families are Afghanis, and we gave them 40 pounds of food three th- once a week to each family. And just got, you know, I had the opportunity to go and meet these families, and, uh, of course, with the six feet apart and the mask, and we were able to minister to them, and they do come to our center. Because when Afghani translators, they come here, the man speaks English, the women and the daughters and the kids, 60% are illiterate. They don't even know how to read and write. 
So we try to love on them and then teach them basic with flashcards, basic language. And today, praise God, we are hiring a lady that works, speaks um, uh, Persian and knows how to deal with Afghanis, and she's a born-again believer, so we're going to hire her to, to help us with the translation as well. But we're already serving these families. Well, we're talking to Comedian Nazareth. My name is Dudley Rutherford of Shepherd Church here in Porter Ranch, and uh, I'm going to be your host here all week long. And I'm so thankful for humor and laughter, uh, even in the midst of a trial. Uh, you know, laughter, the Bible says, is like medicine to the soul. And, um, you know, laughter is something that, that, that I think is a gift, Nazareth, that you have. I mean, do you believe that this gift came from God? It is. No, it no is. question. And I didn't know why until I became a believer. I knew now it's a purp- there's a purpose for my gift. And my gift is about evangel- evangelizing. So what I do is I use my comedy to reach people for Christ. And so it is a gift from the Lord. I'm thankful for that one because I'm not a teacher. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk some more about, about what you do. And uh, we're going to talk about some of these Facebook uh, live shows that you do. <laughs> I want to I want to go to break uh listening to a little piece that you did about, about pastors from the 80s. So uh again this is Dudley Rutherford I'm filling in here as a host on the KKLA afternoon show. I want you to listen to this. Stay with us after the break. We're talking to comedian Nazareth. But I love this church. This is a beautiful beautiful building. This is awesome. And I but I'm always worried about the pastors who're going to pray for me. Because the other day I was at a church somewhere near L.A., Inglewood, kind of, and the pastor was like an 80s DJ. I didn't know that until he started praying for me. And you can't stop him. He's like, Lord Jesus, how sweet it is to be loved by you. Lord, be with Nazareth every breath he takes, every move he makes. Watch over him, Lord. Be the wind beneath his wings. The hero that comes along. And if he ever have the sniffles or the night fever, night fever, let him know he will survive. And if Kiki doesn't love him, Lord, you still do. And if Satan ever comes his way, let him beat it, just beat it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, it's Dudley Rutherford, pastor at Shepherd Church. I love these songs because Wilton lets me say, hey, what songs do you want to play? And I teach a spin class. I saw that. Here in, here, front of here in Los Angeles. It's the only Christian spin class in Los Angeles. Wow, what makes it a Christian spin I class? Play, What's the difference? I, I play Christian music. Oh, okay, so it's not like, you know. Yeah, I was going spinning. to these studios to do spin classes because I'm a cyclist, and uh, they play these, this, the songs are all secular songs, which I don't mind spinning to secular songs. Right. But a lot of the songs had the N-word and the F-word in it, they just That's in the right. studio. Right. And it's like, I'm not paying, I'm not going to pay to listen to this stuff. So what and kind of song? Like Jesus Take the Like the, the song the you pedals? just heard. We've done Jesus no. Take the Pedals. The pedals. No, the wheels. <laughs> the wheels. <laughs> but, uh, the, yeah, the lady that runs the studio, she said, do you want to teach a class? And I said, yes, as long as I can uh, play Christian music and I can pray and I can read Scripture. She said, fine. So I got a whole class of people. We, we meet on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. That's amazing. So I don't know. But listen, you you are a funny person. I'm talking to comedian Nazareth, and um, – 
You can get a hold of him at Nazareth, just like the Nazareth in the Bible, because that's where he was born, which is funny in and of itself. NazarethUSA.com. NazarethUSA.com. And uh, you do this thing we were talking about earlier, this this Facebook Live every night, mm-hmm. of Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, and unless got- there's a... There's an exception where, like, tomorrow I'm moving my daughter to UCLA, uh, so I might be able to make it on time. But sometimes people understand after 330 shows. But uh, they, we go live at 8.30 p.m. for an hour, 53 minutes of laughter, like I ask questions. Oh, like, oh, oh it's funny. Yeah. What, so so just go to Facebook Live, and, and they would look up uh, Comedian Nazareth. 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. 8.30 a Pacific time. So you know that's late on the East Coast. I have people from Boston every night, people from Hong Kong, people from South Africa, people at three in the morning awake. How about Hellsboro? Hellsboro, yeah. (laughs) They still don't get radio there. It's going to be a while. So anyway, I I just got to tell you, I want to reach some of these. So what he does is he gets online and he asks a question. He just, you know, like this one was the, he said, the worst name for a nail salon. So, 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 so people are online. I want you, I want to paint this picture. It's it's like a face it's like a a FaceTime where you can actually see he's recording it so you can see you we see yeah. you yes and just people from all over the world you ask a question yeah like what is the worst name for a nail salon uh-huh. so people start giving you these names yes the worst name yes for a nail salon yeah and uh, you always get the giggles. I, I, they and make it, me laugh. I know they're it, laughing too, but I can't hear it's them. It's the funniest thing because you're a comedian and just people in ra- randomly are giving names and you laugh. You're, they, get, they get you giggling. And when you start laughing, we all start laughing. <laughs> I know. And I want people to feel good because when they feel funny, they forget about their problems and they're trying to think of something funny, which is really, for me, that's the goal from the show. Distract them of whatever they're going So through. I just want to give people a, a, a taste of what it's like. So, so. <laughs> The worst name for nail salon, someone said Fungi Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, here's one. You'll lose a finger salon. <laughs> That's the name of it. Toes Are Us. <laughs> that was pretty funny. This one, I Smell Cheese Salon. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Recycled Clippers. You Bite Them, We Fix Them. Uh, 11 Finger Salon. I, I didn't quite get that one. That's in Hillsborough. Oh. <laughs> And then Chicken Fingers is a pretty good name That's for a, a. So you did one with pastors. Uh-huh. And uh, these are things that you would never say to your pastor. I just want you to hear this because this is some funny stuff. And, uh, again, you can book uh, Nazareth to come do an event for your church. It can be a corporate event. You, you would do anything for money, right? Not uh, not anything, but I will, uh, I, you know. Uh, this is how I feed my family, but yeah, I do. I do a lot of events like retreats. I do uh, conferences. We do corporate events. We do, you know, church services. And you'll do we something do for a couple. fundraiser. You're the oh, entertainer. Yes. Oh, I do a lot. For, you're doing uh, something Christ for Chris Tomlin coming up. Yeah, we're working together at a big festival. So, so yeah. he, the context is what I just explained. He's asking a question. He's asking the audience uh, things that you would never say to your pastor. He gets caught up. He starts laughing. Listen to this clip. It's it's a little longer than a minute and a half, but listen to this clip. What is one thing you will not say to your pastor? Like something I would never say to my pastor. Hey, your Bible looks on you. (laughs) Wow, you are so cool. I can't tell if you're a Christian. (laughs) Oh, I will never judge you, pastor. You can remove the paper bag off your bottle. I will never judge you. Your collar is on backwards. (laughs) 
Okay, will you marry me? <laughs> Have you heard about Jesus? <laughs> he tell, things you never tell to your pastor. Let's raise tithe to 15%. I could listen to you preach all day. <laughs> you, remind, you remind me of Barabbas. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Have any of your sermon gone viral? <laughs> Boring. Okay. You don't sanitize enough. What an easy job working only one day a week. <laughs> Thanks for using the Bible this time. <laughs> I'm suffering from insomnia. I need one of your sermons. <laughs> How long is today's sermon? I have things to do. <laughs> have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior? <laughs> Did you drink the communion? <laughs> do you dance, Pastor? <laughs> You shouldn't swear in your sermon. <laughs> Do you swear? Listen, uh, uh, that's funny. Dude, are you amazed by how funny people are just in general? Yes, normal people. They're not comedians, but they're funny. I mean, I have several comedians that jump in, but normal people just say the funniest thing sometimes. I, 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 I've got one here that you did. We cannot, when the governor came and said you can't sing in church. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. And uh, what you say if they come to arrest you, you're in church. Can I go back to the pastor thing just for a second? Yes. I sometimes can see those people saying those things on their faces while I'm preaching. Oh, no. just, just so <laughs> you, you know. Continue but, still, huh? But there's this one with uh, the Calip when the governor came out and said you can't you can't sing in church, which right. was the most ridiculous. Yeah, I, I I could tell you more about that, but anyway, these are excuses that you can use if you get arrested. And one was I was not singing; I was protesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's okay to. Protest. And then one was I wasn't singing; I was yawning. <laughs> I was clearing my throat to the beat, and my my favorite one was I was speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not you singing, can't stop but, you. Uh, so where do you come up with this stuff and these ideas, and, and, and how hard is it? I mean, does this just uh, – do you get, like, writer's block? Does it just flow out of you, or you just see things from a funny perspective? Uh, all of this together because sometimes, you know, in the beginning it was hard to prepare for the show and stuff. Right now, after 300-some shows, it's easy. I even get some of the listeners sending questions like, hey, can you can ask, you ask this the, question? Can you ask this question? And if it fits, we'll ask it. And for 53 minutes, we're laughing. And then I say to people, hey, uh, you need prayer. If you need prayer, let us know. And people write their prayers, and then we pray for them that night, you know, everyone separately. And the and it just became a community of thousands of people that know everything. Like right now, we're praying for a, a three-year-old girl, Stella, and this is a miracle from God. She uh, she swallowed a quarter, and you think, oh, and they took her to the hospital, and they found the quarter, but they found, uh, you know, uh, lumps on her spine. So mm -hmm. now she's getting treated for cancer. I mean, that's a miracle that she swallowed the quarter. Otherwise, they wouldn't find out. Right. So stuff like that. So people are praying for her. We prayed for a girl named uh, Ella who had the leukemia, and she's healed completely. She's back into ballet classes at age five. We prayed for a year and a half. All these people watching and listening, listening to the show, are praying for her. So it's really it became like a community of people. I want to encourage anyone, if you feel lonely, if you feel anxious, just join us. Laugh with us. You don't have to comment. Just sit there and laugh with us and know people go through the same things you do. They'll feel better. They'll feel better, a yeah, lot better. Yeah. And, and then uh, I encourage them at the end with one or two minutes. Uh, where, where did you come up with the spiritual side of, of your life as far as the comedy's there? It's, you're, you're gifted at it. Uh, it is funny. I, I, you know, I, I, I see a lot of... I see a lot of things, but you make me laugh. <laughs> uh, 
You're, you're funny looking to begin with. You know that too, right? No, I don't own a mirror. In, I, I, you don't I, own a mirror? I never invested in that. Don't Just, buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting heckled right here. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I've got a surprise for you when we come out of break here. Oh, okay. Okay, something you don't know about. Yeah, other than being ugly, I'm no, ugly. No, 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 no. Okay. But, but uh, the spiritual side, just 30 seconds, where did that come from? Uh, it comes like when the Israelites, they said, you know, God filled our mouth with laughter because we remembered what he's done for us. Same thing with me. At age 28, I left the clubs with Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and someone invited me to church. I left cocaine. I left alcohol. And I found out that Jesus loves me, changed my life, and that's why I can laugh. All right, we're going to go to a break. I want to I want to play one more clip of yours on you not being politically correct person. <laughs> and then when we come out of break, I have a I have a surprise for you, uh, uh, something that you don't know about. This is Dudley Rutherford on the KKLA Afternoon Show. Listen to this piece by Comedian Nazareth. We love each other. Eh? You know what? I got him back. The other day, the Jehovah Witnesses knocked on my door, and I go, oh, I'm for the first time I open the door. I'm so glad you're here. My neighbor was asking me he wants some faith in his life. And he's hard of hearing. Keep, don't leave. Just keep knocking. He's home. I know. <laughs> Two days ago, I got the solar salespeople at my door. He goes, your neighbor said you wanted to save 50% on your electric bill. Nazareth, doesn't that make you want to take the spin class right there? Yes. Doesn't that just make you want to get on a bike? I just and... want to get on a bike. I, I, you know uh, what? You know what I love about bikes? If you come to California, you can tell a rich neighborhood from a poor neighborhood by what men are wearing oh while my. riding their bikes. Oh my! If they got spandex and a helmet, it's a rich neighborhood. <laughs> oh well. You know those those little wife beaters I, and you, jeans. It's a bad uh, neighborhood. Oh, you might have a gig there, a piece right there, man. That's that's good. <laughs> oh, I I do. I had a guy uh, one time. I was in Santa Monica, and uh, I ordered a cheeseburger and fries from this place restaurant. But they also have health food. So it's like having Palestinian Israeli food in the same place. The clientele is going to clash. So I'm eating my raw cheeseburger, not raw, like rare cheeseburger with fries. This bicyclist come in. Right. And, and he was so skinny, his spandex were baggy. That's how healthy he looked. <laughs> and, and he ordered carrot juice. And I'm honestly admiring the man. I'm like, one day if I have the discipline, I look like him. And he looks at my burger and goes, ew. Why don't you just go bite a cow? I'm serious. They do that in L.A. if they don't like what you're eating. So, you know, have you ever done this, Pastor, where you go, Lord Jesus, stay out of this one? <laughs> I, I wanted to say something. And, like, and the Lord just f said, don't say anything. I'm like, Lord, let me handle him. And he goes, I go, I know what you're going to say, Lord. You know, turn the other cheek. This guy has no cheeks anywhere in his body. I just, <laughs> he's too skinny. But I didn't say anything. And I'm just glad you didn't run him over in your car. No, I, I won't. I, you Cyclists know are in, in, in grave danger in this city. People I have no them. patience. Yes. Remember one time you were biking and a, a police car just hit someone? Uh, well, like, oh, yeah. I out there, out there on Mulholland, Mulholland Road. Uh, yes. Sheriff just ran over a guy in no. the bike lane. He was in the bike. But it happens. People try to run us over. They th I've, they've, had, they've thrown cokes at us. They, Why? They, they just don't like cyclists. They think we're slowing them down. And, that, and truthfully, if all the cyclists were... 
in a car, the traffic would be slower. That's right. They, they don't they don't know that, but it's just a very da- it's a dangerous sport if there weren't any cars. Yeah. But uh, thank you for thinking of me. Uh, someone wearing spandex. That's nice. But uh, <laughs> my name is Dudley Rutherford, and I if you just tuned in, I'm I'm the senior pastor at Shepherd Church. I've been there for over thirty years. We have a program here on KKLA every night at seven o'clock. You can actually hear me preach. I like I like. I like making, having fun, and I know and, you're funny. I le- it, 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 I watch you several times at the at the what do you call it, the pa- pastors' conference, the big one. Yes, in, uh, yeah. And uh, you're funny. Yeah. So anyway, I'm here with comedian Nazareth, and uh, he has a website called NazarethUSA.com. Funny, funny guy. Uh, he travels all over the the country uh, hold, holding events. He enjoys doing these, uh, filling up these large auditoriums. And he, he, he entertains them with his comedy, and then he, he loves to share the gospel at the end. That's what we do. we do. We'd like to get a big church and then all the other smaller churches to all you get together and bring uh, laughter for all for their city. So people can come in for free, and then at the end of the show, like well, after I do the comedy, give an invitation, they come to the field, and local pastors are there to you know, connect with them and disciple them. It's like a harvest crusade, but it's comedy. So people... It's funnier. Come uninvited. Yeah. Yeah. People come uninvited. Like, you know, at a harvest, you got to invite a family to go with you. But these events, these people just come in because it's comedy. Right. Right. And a lot of them are non-believers and a lot of them are drinking beer because the concession stand at the stadium forgot in the contract and said, don't, don't serve alcohol. But we don't care. We want people to come and laugh and then right. their, their guard is down and then the Holy Spirit will pierce their heart. So again, someone can get a hold of you at NazarethUSA.com. Com. And then you also have this ministry. I just want to tell people about it again, Voice of Refugees. And that website is V, like in Victor, for voice, but V-O-R, Voice of Refugees, V-O-R-Services.org. And you're down there in Orange County serving a Muslim population, which is the second largest Muslim yeah. Uh, and a lot of the refugees that are flying out of Afghanistan. They're going to be coming there. We already have several families. It's, it's, we serve everyone, Baha'is, um, Yazidis. It doesn't matter. We don't ask, but we want them to come, and we serve them with free furniture, ESL classes, learning how to drive. Help them, get on, their feet. Help them get on their feet. Get on their feet. Get assimilated to the system. And in the process, we share the love of Jesus with them. Mm. And that's our goal. And that's our only goal. So we're not a government like we don't get uh, government government grants or anything all dependent on Christians who support our ministry and praise God we've been served over 1500 families you know Iraq uh, Syria uh, Egypt Afghanistan Yemen mm-hmm. and now Lebanon is going through a hard time we might be able to get some of those but Afghanistan right now is the focus we helping a yeah. lot of people you know our church and and this is the great thing about the local church and again it drives me crazy where people are just staying at home when they could actually go to church and be the church. Yes. But uh, throughout the pandemic, uh, our church has been open. Uh, people have continued to give, and we've been able to bless different ministries. And just in the last few weeks, our, our church, we've sent money to Haiti. We've sent oh. money uh, to ministries that we have on the ground in Afghanistan. Crazy. And um, we actually support a ministry called Convoy of Hope, where oh yes, where um, they uh, them, when yes. the hurricane just hit, just hit Ida? in New Orleans, they had nineteen, they had nineteen eighteen wheelers all lined up there on the edge of the city. They were the first ones in 
to help provide food and water. And we're a part of that. Our, the, the local church here in California, we make a difference all over the world. And because of Nazareth and because of what you do, I brought a little check for the Voice of Refugees Ministry. Brother, I want to hand oh, this to you right now. Thank you so much. It's not much. It's not much. But yes. but uh, we hope it makes a difference. And it, we wanted to be a part of your ministry uh, to help the refugees that are coming here from Afghanistan. So What's so neat is God works with the not so much and make it much. And that's always been the case for Praise God. Thank you guys so much. That's going to help. That's going to help with my new car payment. Hey, hey, hey. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's for the Did person. you say car payment I or don't, did you say carpet? Carpet payment. <laughs> I don't get paid. A pay. i never taken a penny from Voice of Refugees, even though I helped fund it four years to establish it. And then, and you know what? Today we had meetings to, to get people. And you raised money it. today, right? Today we raised good, you know, good amount, you know, not much, but good amount yeah. to help the refugees. But you know what? God blesses me with my comedy. I get a call from, you know, I got a call from, you know, Salem in San Diego. Hey, we want you to come and do this. We have people uh, booking me for different crisis pregnancy or right. galas and stuff. So God always just, he's not a debtor to me. I can't stand before him and say, you know what, Lord, I started this ministry. I'm helping the people in the Gaza Strip. We do a ministry for the the in for the church to bring people to Christ in Hamas country. Right. But, I, I, you know, God just said, nope, I blessed you a lot more than you can even ask. Nazra, tell me about this book that I'm actually holding in my hand called Hope in 24 Hours. Tell me about this book uh, that someone can get at Amazon. It's your book. Yes. Or yeah. they can get it on my website. It saved me a lot more money. Uh, oh, let's uh, do that then. Nazareth USA. This book was written because, you know, people sometimes get up at 3, 4 in the morning going, oh, the bank is going to call. He's gonna, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. It's going to get worse. The cancer is going to get worse. The chemo is going to be more. You know what? I will not find a job, and it's going to get worse. I want you to add one more scenario that God can come through, if it's his will, to change your situation in 24 hours or less. It's not a name it and claim it, but I'll tell you what. When I came to Christ, I said, Lord, you know more girls than I do, so I'm going to wait on you to give me a, a wife. I want a beautiful wife with a rich father that knows the whole Bible. Man, you're really putting a test out there. I did, but I promised him no more pornography, Okay. no more uh, living with a woman, uh, sleeping with a woman, talk, uh, touching, lying to a woman. I'm, I promise I'm just going to go about the comedy business, reaching people for Jesus. Three years later, you know, you get up and go, okay, you know, my clock is ticking. Men do have a clock, too. I was on, I'm like, what's going on? My dad is dying. He asked me to go to Israel. I said, okay, I'll do it for you. He said, no, to the Gaza Strip. I said, I'm not going to the Gaza Strip, Dad. He said, I have a home there. I want you to put it in your mom's name. I said, okay, I'll do it. When he passed away, I flew into the Ga- Tel Aviv. I drove to the Gaza Strip that first night. I'm there with my atheist cousin, his fiance, and her sister. I'm sharing Jesus with them. He gets mad. He goes, don't listen to him. He's a born-again Christian. Her sister says, me too. I felt the Holy Spirit just hit. I said, would you like to marry me? And she's gorgeous. Mm. And she said, I've been is praying. She, is she blind? Uh, she's blind, gorgeous. <laughs> Blindly gorgeous. Uh, I, but anyway, so she, you know, she said, let me pray and fast for three days. I'll get back to you. No, that is not your that wife. That is my wife last that uh, is month not your at a wife. wedding. Last month at a wedding. Uh, a gorgeous, godly, godly woman. So she oh, said, Now, how did you talk her into marrying you? So I said, would you like to marry me? She said, let, I've been praying for a believer for three years. Same time I've been praying. She said, let me fast and pray for three days. I'll get back to you. Three days later, she came back. She goes, I'm starving. Let's do it. 
five years later, we were engaged. A year later, I went back. We got married, and we've been married for 25 years. Unbelievable. I love this woman Unbelievable. more today. So God came through in one day without me planning. The second situation, Bank of America, during the 2007-2008, nobody was booking comedians. Uh, and I, I, I got behind. I was paying only 90% of my, the mortgage. I called the bank. I would get up at 3 in the morning going, they're going to call me. What am I going to do? One day, a friend calls me. Nazareth, how you doing? I gave him the Christian response. I'm doing great. They go, that's not what Jesus said. I said, what did Jesus tell you? He said, uh, doesn't matter. There's a FedEx coming tomorrow. I thought it's $1,500, 2000 check. It was a $100,000 check. I'm still living in this hospital. If, some, if someone, you got 10 seconds to tell me, someone bought this Nazareth book. Nazareth USA. I know, but if they bought it, what are they going to get out of this they're book? They're going to be encouraged. They're going to appreciate this nation that we live in because that's All right, all right. You, we've it. got a lot going on here. We've got comedian Nazareth, and uh, you can get a hold of him at NazarethUSA.com or VORservices.org, VORservices.org, if you want to help him uh, reach the Muslim population, uh, people, the, that, refugee the refugees that are down there in Orange County. Uh, where he's making a difference, and uh, he has a ministry called Laughter for All. If you'd like to book him, get a hold of him. Nazareth, thank you so much for coming in. It has been such a pleasure, and uh, really a hard time, uh, not a difficult, hard time, but thank you for encouraging me today. Thank you for what you do, Pastor. God put you in L.A., the most influential city in the world, for a reason. Amen, and uh, I'll be with you this next hour talking to Jim Garlow here on the KKLA Afternoon Show. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.